This episode of the Retrogasmic Podcast is sponsored by Rosemary.net. Fancy a retro panel shirt, a bowling shirt, or just something funky? Get over to Rosemary.net and check out her amazing selection of materials. There's everything from hot rods through to zombies, uh, kitsch 1950s patterns, you name it, she's got it. You can pick your design and she will make you a shirt specially to your measurements. And it costs less than buying something off the internet. Astonishing stuff, great quality, and a wonderful, wonderful lady. Get over there, guys. Do yourself a favor. Rosemary.net. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. 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 Welcome to the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm Dee Dee Deluxe and uh, we're on episode 16. Can you believe that? Today we uh, make a return to our B-movie review. We have The Mole People from 1956, a black and white classic. We have uh, our featured artist, Les Baxter, the king of uh, 50s and 60s exotica. We have vintage trivia. We have uh, our roving reporter is back. Where's Winky? Um, what else have we got? Oh, all sorts of good stuff. Also, I am wearing an excellent hat today. I'm wearing a, a, a small felt beret at a jaunty angle. So um, I think that could well become a feature. We need a jingle, really, don't we? Um, hang on. Where's my coffee cup here? Hat of the day. Day, day. There we go. High tech. Instant jingle. We're going to kick off with... A track by our featured artist, Les Baxter. This is called Boomada, and it's from 1960.
So Leslie Thompson Baxter, born in 1922, is an American musician and composer. After working as an arranger and composer for swing bands, he developed his own style of easy listening music uh, known as Exotica. Um, he kind of had a bit of a reputation for claiming things as his own that weren't necessarily his, but you know, with great genius, you get that kind of stuff. Um, the f- big breakthrough was in 1950. He released an album called uh, Music Out of the Moon, and it signified two firsts. The first time a long-playing record had ever been printed in full colour, and it was really the first proper Exoticum um, record ever released. And it had that kind of ethereal sound, I hate using that word, and kind of uh, futuristic, well, for the 1950s, futuristic sounds. And um, one of the very first time that the theremin was used, which is one of Hetty's favourite instruments. He had a string of hips on Capitol Records and um, once said in an interview that the great thing about being signed to them was that they let him do exactly what he wanted. If he needed 30 musicians in an orchestra uh, to make a record, they let him have 30. They didn't say you can only have 15, you've got to make them all sound like two people. Um, he had a huge string of hits in the mid-50s through to the early 60s and he also went on and wrote some scores for for uh, television he was famously wrote um, music for Lassie and for the Flintstones so this next song by the legend that is Les is called Simba and I got this off of a 1996 reissued album called Mondo Exotica Oh, no, 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 no,
vintage trivia. What famous retro classic building in America has its own postcode? What building in America has its own postcode? Answers later in the show. Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. So our B-movie review today is the 1956 movie The Mole People. It's an American black-and-white science fiction kind of horror film. It was distributed by Universal and uh, directed by the wonderfully named Virgil W. Vogel. Stars John Agar, Hugh Beaumont and Cynthia Patrick. It's kind of a hollow-earth, um, other civilization kind of story. It's been done hundreds of times before. This is pretty good. There's a, a civilization that um, have been hidden from the sun underground and are, are very sensitive to light. And um, our, our brave heroes eventually get away because of something to do with the flashlight and, and all that kind of malarkey. There is also wonderful, wonderful mole people that are like the underclass. You can see the thinly veiled metaphor here. And the mole people are basically extras with mole-shaped claw gloves and uh, pretty much the same mask and their normal clothes, which kind of, yeah, if you're a mole, do you need clothes? I'm not so sure. But there's lots of fantastic B-movie classic scenes in this. Um, bits of it are truly terrible. Bits of it are so terrible it's great. But it's pretty well put together, and I'd give this a... A 3.78 out of 5. Gentlemen, we're in 3000 BC. To reach this lost civilization, science had followed a trail through burning desert sands, through the roaring avalanches of Mount Kuitara, and finally, deep into the bowels of the earth. Not even history had recorded the existence of this unknown empire of darkness. There is no world beyond ours. If I ever get out of here, into my world. The world of light and flowers? Would you come with me? Never before had outsiders beheld such sights. The sacred ritual of the sun death. The blazing sacrificial chambers. The court of the all-powerful high priests of Ishtar. You will die in the fire of Ishtar. The blood-lusting mole people storming from their subterranean caverns. Fantastic stuff. Now, while I remember, I promised I would give my old mate, Andrew Nobby Noblet, a little plug. He runs a, a truly superb rock and roll show. It's on uh, Rockabilly Radio, of course, and it's also available on Mixcloud. If you like kind of rare rock and roll and blues and, and rockabilly, uh, it's a great show. He's got lots and lots and lots of material up there over the years. Well worth a listen. Check him out. It's uh, Knobster's Beats. So just Google Knobster's Beats and you'll find him. Where's Winky?
Winky, where are you? Hello. Oh, hello. Well, How are you? I, I have just finished work. And I'm at the back of Hamilton, and I'm just on my way home for the Easter holidays. Cool. So, so when you say the, ba- <laughs> the back of Hamilton, that, that, that sounds a bit suspect. Do you want to be a bit more precise? Oh, I'm just in Templeview at the moment, so I've just pulled over because... Well, it's not safe to um, be on your phone and driving. No, so you can't winky it, and drive. That's that's fatal. No, yeah. no, so, no. So, what's um, what what's uh, Easter bring for for the winky household? Oh well, we have just got uh, from Chucks out in West Auckland. We've just got all the parts ready for Myrtle's motor, so she'll be pulled out tomorrow. And uh, over a couple of chucky eggs and a couple of bourbons, I think we're going to get a pretty snazzy motor out of the old girl, I tell you. So just for, for people that might be uh, new to the uh, life and times of the Winkster, um, the do you Winkster. want to just introduce Myrtle? Right, so Myrtle is our 1955 Chevy Valier. And uh, just excuse her, hello tractor, hello tractor man. Oh, sorry, just made a new friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. So, yes, yeah, she's our 1955 uh, Bel and um, have to admit, was a little bit hard for me at Beach Hop seeing all these other beautiful cars driving around. I was a little bit, I was a little bit wet on it because I'm bit sitting jealous. there going, oh. So, so Myrtle will be, will be dr- up and driving and, and alive soon. Oh, yeah, hopefully, yes. We've just got some seatbelt work to do and then we can send her off for her compliance. Actually, actually, I have a bit of a story. I took her out for the first time. We borrowed some dealer plates and uh, slapped them on, slapped them on Myrtle, and we went to a driver movies with the Tiamuji Hot Rod Club the other Monday. I looked mighty fine driving this car. <laughs> you have no idea. Anyway, Go turning on to, on to the main. T- oh. t- t- tell us the outfit. Come on, you've got, you've got to give oh, us... Oh, the outfit. Well, to be honest, what I was wearing, I was we- I know this is so sad, so terrible, but I was wearing my jeans and just my hoodie because we had a little couple of situations happen prior to I was actually wearing my, my hot rod yellow dress, the one I was wearing at Beach Shop, and she got a little bit dirty, so I had to make a quick change. Oh, okay, well, you, you're excused once. I mean, you, you normally once. look great, so. <laughs> <laughs> I so, actually put a bit of a hole in my tights. But in, anyway, I, I have to tell you this story because yeah. it's just ridiculous. Um, turn onto the main street of, of Te Awamutu, graceful as anything, turning an 18-inch wheel about 90 times to get around the corner. <laughs> and I, my partner, who was very brave, sat in the, the passenger seat next minute, this noise it was like i thought i'd lost my exhaust or something and i'm like what's going on you should have heard the noise well turns out i didn't smack my hubcaps on properly did i um they just rolled very gracefully off the old girl and off down the street so <laughs> did, you, did you did you catch them oh scott had to run back up the street to go and get them i wasn't getting out <laughs> 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 look, so when's, uh, uh, when can we look forward to Myrtle's um, maiden journey? Well, hopefully soon. We've we've got a bit of a, we've had a bit of a roadblock with these seatbelts. Ten, it seems there's about a hundred and one opinions out there on these seatbelts. So we're just kind of battling through and and just trying to find out what the the rules and regulations are because no, we don't need anyone hurt. Safety first and all the rest of it. So Absolutely, the yeah. second we overcome that, then um, then yeah, she'll she'll be on the road. 
But I, I have I have to admit one of my favourite activities at the moment, favourite activity, sitting in Myrtle and listening to your guys' new album, which is just fantastic, oh, by the way. Oh, thank you. Very kind of you. I've been <laughs> slapping lots of bottoms. <laughs> yeah, us too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope you, because uh, uh, I, I know you like a, a sneaky bourbon in the evening in the Ooh. car, in the garage. I hope Ooh, you yeah. um, you kind of defer that behaviour when you're actually driving here, because we want the room one piece. <laughs> No drink, no driving. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that, guys. Wise not words. Cool. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll speak to you next time. A pleasure as always. Thanks, Winky. No problems. Happy Easter, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. CBS Television presents a special report on Sputnik 1, the Soviet space satellite. Douglas Edwards reporting. Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik, the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier today. Hello, this is Sean Connery. When I'm not starring as a secret agent in movies and wearing a wig... I listen to the Retrogasmic podcast. Yes. So it's time for another track by our featured artist. This is Les Baxter and his orchestra from 1955 playing Tambu. Thank you. 
Our next track by the Emperor of Exotica is the 1953 song Ruby and this features the the truly remarkable harmonica playing of Danny Welton. Wonderful. They just don't make music like that anymore. Imagine trying to get the budget nowadays for a full orchestra, a full choir, and a world-famous harmonica player. I mean, it's just it's just not going to happen. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, trivia. The trivia quiz. What famous landmark in America has its own postcode? Any any ideas? What's that I hear you say? The Empire State Building, well done. Congratulations, that is indeed correct. The Empire State Building has its own postcode, 10188 to be precise. It's got 103 floors, 
the total height, including the big kind of aerial antennae thing on the top, is 1454. 1454 feet which is about 440 meters i think um it took about three and a half thousand workers to build it but it was built in just 410 days which was way way quicker than anticipated it must be the only building project ever to come in quicker than was planned um for 41 years between 1931 and 1972 the empire state building was the tallest building in the world now for all you window cleaners out there this could be a good regular gig there are 6514 windows in the empire state building uh, if you fancy a bit of exercise you can go from the ground floor to the 103rd floor and it will take 1872 steps uh, there's a race up to the 86th floor, which is held uh, annually, and the ath- athletes must climb a total of 1,576 steps. Yeah, I'm always busy that weekend, so I've kind of, you know. There's 73 escalators in the building, including six specialised freight escalators. The building cost $24.7 million to build. The cost of the land is included in the figure that goes up to about 41 million. Again, this was less than half the cost anticipated because it was built during the Great Depression. There's a lightning rod right at the top, um, which is struck by lightning about 23 times every year. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. And it's appeared in countless classic movie scenes. One of my favourite buildings, definitely. Retrogasmic. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, as always. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, do the sherry thing. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, write a nice thing about it on a piece of paper and leave it somewhere random for a, a stranger to see. You know, anything. It all helps. We do appreciate it. Um, what have we got? We've got uh, next weekend on the 27th. Um, our good selves are playing at the after party at the Rev Up Whangarei up, up north in New Zealand. That should be a fantastic day. They're closing off the whole town centre and there'll be classic cars and, and hot rods just driving around town and uh, our good selves rocking it out in the evening. And then on Sunday the 28th, there is the annual classic car and hot rod swap meet in Hamilton. There's four or 5,000 people expected there. There'll be people buying and selling all sorts of car paraphernalia. And we will be playing a morning set in the fantastic jukebox American diner at the front of the Classic Car Museum. So we'll see you there from about half past nine. Another huge thank you to our sponsor, rosemary.net. So don't forget, if you need a, a rockabilly shirt a panel shirt, a bowling shirt, anything kind of Charlie Sheen vibe, absolutely any design you want, she will make it to fit you. Rosemary.nz We're going to leave you today with one more song by uh, the wonderful Les Baxter. This is Barbarian from 1960. See you next time. (laughs) 